You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bikino, and today we have David Leo back in the studio. Welcome, David. Thank you, Carmelina. Greetings, everyone. Greetings. That was a bit of a rush. I think I wasn't watching the time properly, and I nearly, we nearly missed getting ready to go. Um, but it's been a crazy weekend, hasn't it? Oh, it's been fantastic for me. Yeah, it's been a long weekend, and I think we both were just a bit like, oh. Oh, literally. It was a long weekend for us. It was. Yeah. Yes. Although we still had a broadcast yesterday, which was great. Oh, well done. Yeah, I think um, Jason did a broadcast with Afi from yep. up north, yep. which is great um, as well. So welcome back, Afi, um, joining us um, online as well, on air as well. So you had a good weekend. An awesome one. Yes. Where did you go? We went to a place called Frasenay. Now, for any of our listeners, if you have not heard of what a Pathfinder Club is, then find out where your closest Seventh-day Adventist church is. Ask them about a Pathfinder Club because this club... It's a bit like Scouts. If you've heard of Scouts and Girl Guides, this is the Seventh-day Adventist version of that. And we have 10 to 15-year-old kids, and uh, they do things like what we did in the weekend. We had a thing called what we call Expedition. And so all these 10 to 15-year-olds, there was uh, 29 of them that joined us on the weekend. And uh, they had three different hikes. Some did a two-night hike into the Peninsula Track at the Frasenay. Some did a... um, uh, they, they camped at one spot and went to, you know, did a hike in, in two different places. And then we had where I was, I had the most difficult, no, I had the, <laughs> I had the, I had the, the easiest job of a base campus where, yeah. um, people were just beginning Pathfinders clubs. Uh, they, these kids only had three kids with, with me to start with. We had more join us later on, mm. but, um, we just do day walks, you know, just the three to five kilometer walks and come back to base camp, do some activities with the kids. But also they do things like, um, they learn how to, you know, do knots. They learn mm. how to do, um, uh, you know, study nature. Yeah. They learn Bible marking. They, do, they learn a whole heap of things. But these clubs is our, our best and most successful mentoring where we have adults and children working together and children growing up to do what these adults are doing. Mm. Uh, you know, that's our yeah. most successful program to have in the church. And if you want your child to get off those uh, screens <laughs> and to, you know, get off those, uh, yeah, whatever they do, how to like, like just hang out inside. You want them outdoors, mm. learning great things and find out about our Pathfinders, Pathfinders Club. And if you're in Tasmania, then, um, you know, come join our, our, our group. You know, that's, um, well, there was 29 kids. There's much more than that. There was just not all kids could join us, but yeah, yeah. that's what we did in the weekend. And, uh, Frasenay. National Frasenay, Park. Yes. Carmelina, I learned this morning that you haven't even been to Wineglass Bay yes, at Frasenay. I, 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 I can't believe it. <laughs> I think a lot of people can't believe it. I'm a Tassie local and I've never been to Wineglass Bay. I've never been to Frasenay. So <laughs> it seems, it sounds like a sin in itself that I haven't done this. <laughs> and for anyone that hasn't, is not, not in Taz or yeah. hasn't been, it, it's a gem. It's a national yes. gem. In fact, funny enough, Carmelina, while I was up at Wineglass Bay Lookout yesterday, yes. I met up with a friend from from Brisbane. Oh, no he's, way. he's visiting with a couple of friends. And like, hey, Osbane, if you listen to um, sing-alongs on Friday nights with Sandra Enterman, um, then Osbane is a regular singer on that um, on, on the sing-alongs. And he was he came to check out Tasmania, and one of the things on the top of his list was, guess what, well, Carmelina? Wow. Oh, <laughs> you got to well. go. Uh, yeah. you know, We've got to do it, Carmelina. You're, you're giving me all the signs. I really should just go. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, um, we were talking about this, how a lot of international people who come here are more Tassie-versed than I am, more Tassie-traveled, because I, yeah, it's funny thing, if you're a local and you, have you ever, <laughs> have you done all the sites? Have you, have you actually gone traveling around Tassie? Because it's <laughs> not something, I've done very much <laughs> and I think, you know, work and other commitments get in the way. Yes, it is shameful and I do need to go out and you know, look a, at our beautiful, beautiful state here. It's a common thing though. When it's mm. in your backyard, we just yeah, take it for granted. We do, yeah. we really do. And it's a beautiful Tasmania is absolutely beautiful. It it's, is. This is if you want to check out God's creation and and it's Marvel, then mm. come come to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, David, today we are going on to your second episode of Father Abraham. Um, yeah. So last week we looked at Father Abraham, the oh, the Great Promise. That's right, I believe. Yeah. Fancy word covenant. Yes, the covenant. Yeah. Yes, fancy word covenant. And if you missed out on that episode, you can go back and listen to these episodes and other episodes David has done. Um, covering all sorts of topics. You can find them on the Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. Be sure to check those out, and we're just under Tazzy Encounters. Now, before we jump right into the episode we have today, which I believe is Abraham the Warrior. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> um, we did have a text message last week that we missed that I just want to cover really briefly, and it was from Fran. And she said, it's important to note that God, at the point that Sarah offers her maidservant to Abraham, had not yet told Abraham how the promise of a child would be fulfilled. He only reveals this information, I think, 13 years later. And they didn't follow, they followed human reasoning and culture, um, as in Sarah was too old to bear children, and that it was acceptable for a man to have children through their maidservant. But they did not directly go against God's wishes, as he had told them, had not told them yet that the child would come through Sarah. So uh, I think she she brings up a good point here. So thank you, Fran, for texting that in. We're sorry mm. we didn't uh, address it last week. But, um, yeah, because we we didn't, at the times, they were just trying to fulfill God's wishes they, yeah, they the didn't promise know. Was, yeah, the, the promise was made. Yeah, she does bring up a good point. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure about the 13 years. I haven't yeah. looked into it. Maybe she's sure studied, this, studied this. Studied um, this uh, extensively. But mm. she's right. In the Mesopotamian um, law at that particular time, there is record to show uh, ancient documents show that if you can't have a child, mm. then the servant is sufficient. <laughs> can fulfill that role of yeah. um, being the mother to mm. the heir of your inheritance. Mm. Not only that, we're going to learn today as well that. Um, uh, it was common too that they would adopt a, a person to be the heir. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's uh, that's another one. So in, in Genesis 15, as um, as Fran mentioned, mm. yeah, God didn't make it clear um, to to Abraham and Sarah, uh, but in Genesis 15, He makes it clear that it's going to be a biological child from you. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's a uh, man. She she throws me into a bit of a. Um, he says they didn't go, they didn't go directly against God's wishes, you yeah. know, because of the, you know, because of it was acceptable in the culture. It was. You know, yeah. it, it kind of puts me in that, you know, when there are things in our culture that are considered acceptable, yeah. right? Yeah. But maybe, you know, in God's law, mm. hmm, you know, yeah. and, and this is something that as a Christian, we really want to look to the Bible, you know, we and do. say, what does the Bible say about this? You know, I don't, mm. I don't want to be moved and swayed because culture 
chops and changes and moves with the trends, oh, you know what I mean? Man. But the but the Bible has been solid since the beginning, and it's yeah. like, okay, I want to stick to what that says. But yeah, thanks, friend. Yeah. Really, really good point. Um, really good text to put through. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So, um, yep. La- thank you again, friend. And so last week we were looking at the promise. And today we're looking at Abraham the warrior. Do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what we're going to be covering? Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, mm. I, I think we're not going to read it all, but from Genesis 13, 14, and 15, we see an Abraham that is uh, very loyal to family. Mm. Uh, we're introduced to a, a nephew of his named Lot, and they seem to be moving together. Mm. Now, I think Lot may have left with Abraham from when God said, leave the country. I believe mm. Lot came with him, and we find out that these two are so blessed and successful that they get to the point where um, they can no longer journey together because mm. their herdsmen <laughs> are starting to argue and say there's not enough, not not enough food here for both our our cattle, you know, both our oh, flocks. Okay. And Abraham, being the hum- humble man that he is, he says to his nephew, uh, well, "You choose to go left or right, and wherever you go, I'm going to go the opposite direction." And uh, the Bible says something really interesting here, Carmelina. Mm. It says that Lot chooses to go east. And we, we learned by Genesis 13, yeah. every time somebody's moving east, they're moving further away from God. Oh. Right? So Lot chooses east. Oh, no. He goes <laughs> eastward. But at the same time, it's like, it's like you see God's promise starting to be fulfilled because when Lot moves out, Abraham gets all of Canaan. Oh. So it's like that promise is there. All mm. this land I give you, you know? So now mm. he's got all this land, land of Canaan, and he starts, you know, he starts his, um, gets his cattle there, and he starts being successful and mul- mm. you know, he's being fruitful and multiplying. Right. And, uh, the kings at that time, this is where, this is where our story starts getting exciting. Mm. There's, um, there's a few kingdoms or countries, if you want to modernize that, that are the ruling countries at that time. And this is where I, we start to see that there's another side of Abraham <laughs> that I'd never really seen. You know, when I was told kids of uh, kids stories as a when I was growing up in the church, I never heard this story. Mm. So I always thought Abraham was just this humble yeah. old gray head dude <laughs> that was just a good farmer and good at making wows. And and then the Abraham and Isaac famous Abraham and Isaac story, you know, is about to sacrifice. And I knew that story. I got told that story so many times. But this one that we're going to go through today. Mm. I think in my older my older teens, this really excited me. I was like, "Whoa, Ooh. Abraham knew how to fight! I didn't know that. Oh. How? What did he know? Like, tough that, guy. Yeah, yeah. As a little <laughs> kid, you know, I watched a lot of I like to watch kung fu movies, and yeah. so I thought, Abraham, like, what did he? What did he know? What kind of? Mm. But yeah, this that's the story we're gonna get yeah, into today. Yeah, I'm excited. That's mm. interesting. And um, yeah, before we're about to go to a break now, so. Um, I'm excited to learn more about Abraham the warrior. love to learn about the warriors um, from the Bible. Hmm. Um, we have a question for you this morning. Was there a time when somebody fought for you? Hmm. Text us in on 0488880891. I'm really excited to think about this question. And what, was there a time when somebody fought for you? That's yeah, that could be quite a quite a interesting one, eh? Mm. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys back in a bit. But this first song is "Face to Face" by Zach Williams. Oh, I'm a traveler, far from home. I get lost, but I press on. 
the streets of gold where I belong. Yes, there's a day coming soon where the old will be made new and heaven's glory shines like the morning before our eyes. When we all see Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more madness, no more Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we have David Leo talking with us on the topic of Abraham the Warrior. Before the break we have a we had a listener question for you all and the listener question was was there a time when somebody fought for you? Text us in this morning on 0488880891 we would love to hear from you. So, David, Yo. was there a time when somebody fought for you? I've, I've had it a few times, but the, the first thing that I think of, because this became a very good example to me of what it means to be a good leader, mm. and it was my supervisor at, uh, at work. I had um, done something at work where I made a bit of a boo-boo. Oh, no. And it was a chain reaction. Oh, so, no. you know, the mistake that I made yep. carried down to further mistakes, and uh, it, got oh, to the, yes. it got to the director, um, the, the managing 
manager, actually they're high up, they're, they're in, Ca- I work for the government, so this yeah. person was from Canberra and our, oh. our managing director. Email came back and, um, basically told us all off, right? Told mm. us all off. And, um, everyone in my area knew who it was. Yeah. Everyone knew it was me, you know, <laughs> like, so they're like, oh, Dave, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, my supervisor replied to the email immediately and just apologized on behalf of all of us. Oh. You know, and said, Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Um, we'll, we will look into this. Um, I, I shouldn't have, uh, I should have been more cautious and mm. da, 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 da. And then I saw the email. I was like, Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then she called me up into the office. Yeah. You know, and then she gave me a, gave me a what, like a what for David? Yeah. What were you doing on the day? Were you concentrating? Blah, blah, blah. And, mm. you know, I could say, I was like, no, nah, I was kind of slack that day. You know, I wasn't, mm. I was, I wasn't, I was pretty off my game. In fact, I think I finished the pathfinder. <laughs> I should have taken the day off because I just finished a, a pathway, a leading out a pathfinder um, camp or something like that. So mm. I was pretty off and I said, look, I apologize. And um, she never threw me under the bus. No. You know, to the man, you know, to the big boss. She said, oh, that's all our mistake, you know. Yeah. And then, then she pulled me up and I thought, yeah. man, that's what it's like to be a good leader. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a like, good one, okay. eh? Yeah, because she took me one-on-one in private, you know. Then she addressed the team. Team, we all know who, who did this. Yeah. You know, um, I've already spoken to David. We've all seen the email. Okay, let's let's not make this mistake again. Mm-hmm. Let's all be on our game, you know. And, and that was it. And I was I like, love Ooh, that. yeah, yeah. I thought, man, there's this, there's someone that, and from that point on, I was like, I can trust this mm. supervisor. She's got my back. You know? so, yeah, yeah. So that, was, that was one I think of. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. I love how it's to do with work as yeah. well, because mine's to do with work. <laughs> so I used to work in a laboratory, and um, the department I worked in was where we would receive all the samples from wherever it came from, and we would distribute them throughout the lab. And it was a very um, difficult job, but at the same time, it was easy to get blamed for things because Mm. we're the gatekeeper. We're Mm. the one where things must go through us first before it gets anywhere. So um, we're very – it's it's a point where it's very easy for mistakes to happen and things to get lost. So we would constantly be blamed even if we didn't do it. And um, this one particular time – I was processing a very urgent sample and a scientist came up to me and was demanding that it be done straight away, but things take time. We need to follow procedure. And so I was following procedure and um, I was trying to, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> um, so I was trying to do, yes, yes, I'm listening to you, but I was also trying to do my job. And um, she was really putting the pressure on and I was like, what's this? Yeah, calm down, but I couldn't say that. Mm. Um, and my supervisor and three other colleagues of mine who worked in my department came to my defense at that moment. They just kind of, kind of like stood around me and they told this, um, told the scientist, I said, you leave her alone. <laughs> and they said, this is our procedure. Yeah. You leave her alone. Yeah. And I was just so surprised because I hadn't seen that before. We were so used to standing on our own yep. in that job. Just doing your own thing. Yeah. Doing, doing your own thing. If things go bad, your name's on it because you sign off and, people know who to go to mm. so um yeah it was it was quite a um it was a surprising moment because i wasn't expecting them all to come to my defense and like surround me and be like leave her alone she's yeah. doing her job you'll get your sample in a moment <laughs> like <laughs> it's a relief though isn't it? <laughs> it, isn't it it's a relief to know that hey somebody's someone's look, looking out for us yeah you know? it, it's so, so nice and it was like a moment where i was like wow like they actually care about me <laughs> in mm. this job. I, I didn't, I didn't think so. So yeah, it was quite. They must have knew what it's like to be in your shoes. Yeah, they. You know? I think you know we what? all knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not going to do this to her. Yeah. So, but yeah, 
Um, so what else have you got for us today? What, what, what does this question relate to for the story? This relates yeah. everything to do with Lot, right? Yes. So we learned that Lot, he took the, uh, he took the, he, he looked out and saw to the east that there was some green grass there and this, this is going to be good for his cattle. So he went that way. Mm. And, um, uh, Abraham is mm-hmm. now in Canaan. And Genesis 14 starts off with these five kings that are mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, they're mentioned specifically. Um, I think it's mentioned specifically for history's record. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but there must be a reason why the, the details are there. They've got some interesting names. I'll, I'll read it just, mm. just, uh, just so our, our, our listeners can hear how interesting this is. At the time when Amraphel was king of Shina, Arioch, king of Elisa, Kedalamah, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, these kings went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shenab, king of Admah, Shemaba, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoah. Hmm. Okay, so you've got five kings against four kings, right? And so the five kings, the, the first list that I read, Kedalamea, he's the, he's the guy in charge right now. Mm-hmm. So every, the, the four kings that I mentioned later, they've all been under the rule of Kedalamea. And the Bible tells us that they'd been under the rule for 12 years. 12 years. So I dare say in the ancient days, when you're under the rule of another kingdom, mm. you had to pay tribute or what we call taxes. Oh. Right? So they had to, they had to give things up all the time, maybe every year or a special time during the year. They got to give it up to, um, these kingdoms. But it says on the 13th year, these four kings down the south, the four kings said, no more. We're not going to give tribute. Oh. Yeah, so they, you know, that we're going to rebel. We're not, uh-huh. we're not going to do what we're supposed to be doing, right? Like they keep asking us for, I don't know, I don't know how much they ask for, twenty percent, <laughs> whatever. They yeah. probably ask for servants, mm. food, whatever. But the thirteenth year, they made an agreement. You know, let's join forces together, and all four of us say no more. Oh, and so. <laughs> Those five kings that I read, Kedalamir and the yeah. uh, uh, um, other kings of, of China, they said, no, this is, this is not, we're going to make an example now. Ooh. So in the 14th year, <laughs> you know, after the, after the first year of not receiving tribute and, and realizing, oh, these guys want to rebel. Mm. The 14th year, they gathered their forces. And let's just say, let's imagine Tasmania, right? Okay. Let's just imagine that, uh, these kings are all the way at Smithton area. Okay. Right. And they're about to come down the highway. They call it the King's Highway. Okay. So let's say the first rebellion kingdom is in Devonport. They make march their way to Devonport. They smash them. Say, you will give us our Our tribute. tribute. Yes. They stop in Launceston. They smash them as well. (laughs) You're going to give us our tribute. They stop in Campbelltown. Do the same thing. And these four kings go, okay, they're on their way. Right, they're on, they're on their way. way. Let's get ready. And the Bible says that they meet at this valley. Um, it's called the Dead, the, the Valley of Siddim. That's what the Bible calls it. Mm. And the four kings bring their armies there, and uh, the five kings bring their army. And it says, even though there's no, um, I hope, I really hope God will provide historical record of this battle because I really want to see it in his, yeah. historical writing. But they have this battle there, and um. The four kings lose. Their, their armies lose and they, they take off. And when these five kings from 
not outweigh Northwest. They they conquer them. Mm. They take their tribute. Yeah. And part of that tribute, Lot is part of that tribute. Mm. All of Lot and his family and his possessions, they're taken yeah. with his kingdoms and they turn back. Mm. And the Bible says that one of the men that escaped, it said it came, it came to see uh see Abraham. Mm. And um if you could if you could read that, yeah. that part, please. It's in Genesis fourteen, verse ten to fourteen. Yes, yeah. I can. Thanks, Carolina. No worries. Now the Valley of Siddim we're reading from the New New International Version, sorry. <clears throat> now the Valley of Siddim was full of tar pits. And when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, <clears throat> and the rest fled to the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, then went, then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. A man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram, the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Ashkel and Anna, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out to the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Whoa! <laughs> oh, now, wow. <laughs> when I first read that, mm. that there were 318 trained men, I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> Who trained? Did Abraham train them? Maybe. Like, oh, what, what, what did he train them in? But oh. this is this is where Abraham's court news. They've taken my nephew. Mm. How does he respond? And this yeah. is yeah. This he, is where we see Abraham, the warrior, the warrior, hard out. This reminds me of like um, what's it called? Like a kid's gone missing or something. It's mm, like call exactly. the call the uncles. Call, exactly. Call them yeah. in. Let's go. That's right. That's right. We're gonna get yeah, them. We're gonna go get them. <laughs> You hit us. We're coming for yeah, you. Yeah. You, you. You missed with my family. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that that, that well, that's a really that's a real um, power move. Almost, mm-hmm. it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, is that how we're playing? Yes. This? Yes. Ooh, that's a fascinating one. Well, we're gonna get to that later. I'm very excited. Um, just to remind you all of our listener question: Was there a time when somebody fought for you? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Did you have an Abraham in your life who came? up and fought for you. Also remind you that there is a free book offer later in the program titled The Great Controversy Paperback and it's got illustrations in it and this is written by Ellen G. White. This next song is Burdens by Jamie Kimmett. When you're all alone When there's trouble Stirring in your soul And if your world is Falling apart And just hold on For the morning break to dawn Come and lay your burdens down To the place where freedom is found 
feet at the feet of Jesus Come and lay your burdens down When the deepest sorrow weighs on your heart When you've prayed for answers but the answers never come Every tear that you cry There's a promise He will make your burdens light Come and lay your burdens down To the place where freedom is found At the feet, at the feet Jesus, come and lay your burdens down. is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we have David Leo on his series Father Abraham and we've been talking about Abraham the warrior. Before the break, we just read out what happened when Lot got taken from some <clears throat> nasty people and Abraham found out and he just called 318 men, 318 trained men. men. We don't... Tra- we were discussing during the break what kind of training did they have. Yeah, <laughs> this is the these are the things that yeah. I you know I, I really looked into it. I was like, Ooh. because even the word that's used, uh, the Hebrew word that's used to describe these men, it's called Hanukkim, okay. and you don't find it anywhere else in the Old Testament. All right, but you do find it in um, Akkadian letters. So there is a reference to Hanukkim outside of the Bible, okay. where kingdoms 
have referred to a small group of men called Hanukkim, which are specially trained. So not only are they trained, Ooh. they're a special, they're like an elite group of men. And you kind of, you kind of wonder, wait, this Abraham that I learned as a kid, <laughs> how does this con- reconcile with the, you know, this, he was able to train, yeah. specially train these guys. So now I, now I have to contend with the fact that Abraham has military strategic tactical Knowledge. intelligence yeah. that he was able to pass on to these. And, and the fact that the Bible mentions that they were born in his household, mm. this distinguishes them from a servants that Abraham purchased. Yeah. They were, they were servants that were born in his household, which means that they're loyal. They have loyalty to Abraham, <laughs> right? So yeah. when they say, Hey, listen, our family, Mm. Have been messed with. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, we were minding our own business yeah. being successful here, but this is the moment that you've been trained for. Yeah. We're going to take on a uh, five kingdom army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, the Bible does say that there is, um, there's an Amorite that lives with Abraham. Mm. And I think there was two. There's, it says that, um, uh, there's Memra, the Amorite, the brother of Eshkol and Ana. Yeah. All of whom were allied with Abraham. So he's got these two other patriarchs that have said, you know what? We're with you, Abraham. Yeah. So I don't know how many men came with, came with him, but they came with especially trained men. Now, if you can try and imagine that picture of Tasmania that we had, right? Yeah. Smithton all the way down yeah. the highway. Well, they're now still on their campaign. So they've, let's say it's Hobart. Hobart is where Abraham is, yeah. right? And um, they've done their, their deed, but now they're moving out to New Norfolk and they're going to go up the West Coast okay. to return home. And yeah. they're still they're still teaching other cities a lesson. Yeah. You're not going to rebel against us. So as they're moving up the West Coast, <clears throat> Abraham hears the story. And while they're in Queenstown, yeah. Abraham says, my trained men, we're going to cut them off mm. and we're going to come from behind them and we're going to get Lot back. Yeah. See, this is, I'm just talking about it. I'm already excited. I'm like, yeah, they must have moved quickly. They must have moved like yeah. ninjas. You know, Stealth of night. Oh, man, they must have been so quick. You know, I, I reckon if they're on the Pathfinder expedition, yeah. they could they could pack a tent and pick up a tent in like two minutes. You know, like, yeah. but, but they, they must have moved so quickly. And um, when they caught up to them, the Bible tells us that when they attacked them, they defeated them. And, and not only did he take the people back, yeah. right? Not only did he get the people back, he got all the possessions back as well. Wow. That blows my mind. Yeah. That really blows my mind. I'm thinking, uh, what are we talking about? Hanukkah, specially trained men. Are these guys like yeah. the, like, uh, what, what do you call the special forces in, um, Oh, like the Marines or the Commandos? Yeah, like the Navy SEALs in America, yeah, right? Like yeah. the, I know Australia's got some too in, in England, yeah. but they, these guys must have been like on another level. Yeah. Right? And Abraham, He's with them. Abraham didn't stay back. He went with them. Mm. So there's something about Abraham that he's already prepared. Yeah. You know, he knows that he's living in a world that um, there is going to be, you know, the, the world around them will attack them. Family's going to be affected. Mm. And he says, I will do everything I can to protect my family. Mm. You know, so he brings Lot back. <laughs> he brings and, Lot he br- back. and he brings all the positions back. All right. And so now, <laughs> now you got to think about this guy that, has been given the promise. Yeah. We, we didn't get much background on him last, last week. All we know no. is he's a guy that worshiped idols. He came from a, a, an area of idol worshippers. Yeah. He listened to the voice of the creator God and, and he's still listening to him. Yeah. And now we find out that not only does he get this covenant promise, he's also a guy that had military tactics. 
Yeah, he had a he had a past before God yeah. called him. <laughs> so he he's not some he's not some uh uh what could daft, clueless yeah. farmer. Yeah. That got, he's called a he's God called out a guy who's quite intelligent. You know, he's he's on the he's on the uh spectrum of a successful man. You yeah. know, like this this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And now we, f- we find this out, man. He's he's a man that is not going to take things lying down. When no. f- when his family, and we mentioned this in the break, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, when uh, when you when you hear about your children. Actually, you might have mentioned yeah. the last segment yeah, when yeah. your children, uh, you know, when somebody children, someone hurts, messes with your child. Yeah, you you react, right? You call the uncles. <laughs> yeah, and and this All and the aunties. this is how Abraham reacts. And not only yeah. this, you know, Abraham could have could have done the. Uh, well, serves you right for taking that uh, area in uh, Sodom. Yeah, you know, like of. you you took the nice place yeah. and this is what you get. But no, there's no how Abraham, Abraham no. reacts. Just all Abraham can think is, your family, you're my yeah, blood. You're my blood. And you know, I don't like the fact that they've come to take my, you know, mm-hmm. uh, take my nephew. And these five kingdoms, they probably yeah. had no idea who they grabbed. You know, no. they're just doing. They're, they're just like, we're going to teach you a lesson. We're going to teach yeah. you a lesson. We're going to teach you a lesson. Who's this guy, Abraham? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, take it, take it, yeah, yeah. just take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> who, who is this guy? Isn't he the Hebrew? Isn't he the foreigner that lives yeah. down in and down in Hobart? <laughs> yeah, and now they've they've lost all their positions and lost all this thing to this one guy, yeah. right? And um, and this, this the reason why we want to talk about Abraham, the warrior. Mm. I hope that I hope some are connecting the dots already. Yeah, the, the dots that we're trying to connect here is uh, we're getting an insight, just like last week. We talked about the covenant, yeah. right? We talked about when some some people enter covenants, they could be a king, yeah. and the other you know, other is just a, a lower person, right? And they make these covenants with them, and uh, and the covenant of God, which is really amazing, is that He puts Himself on the line. If this covenant's broken, I'm the one that's going to suffer. Yeah, that's a that's a weird covenant. Yeah, right? that's you know why should you have to suffer? And we mm. we see Jesus keeping that promise. But now we see a character of Jesus as well mm. that when his children are messed with, yeah, oh no, <laughs> he's he's coming. You know, yeah. he's 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 coming, and he's going to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to come get them back, mm-hmm. right? Well, I'm going to come get them back. And we we often look at the the battle that we have now, um, just the overwhelming. We talk about culture and trends, yeah. and you know the the way that the kingdoms and forces work work around us. You know, sometimes we think, oh. There's nothing we can do if the if um, yeah, Russia and mm. USA and China and Ukraine and Australia if they choose to do these things, what can I do? My yeah. hands are my hands are thrown up. I can't. We, we kind of think like that, and you realize, mm. wait a minute, this Jesus, right? Jesus, he still has the major major uh, leverage yeah. in this game, and why? Because we realize, just like Abraham, <laughs> right right now, as we speak. And I have to try and make a point of this. Yes. That when we, when we talk about, um, Christians often use this word that's in the Bible called sin, just a three little word. Yeah. But how huge, when we talk about sin and we break it down, we talk about, uh, yeah, we could talk about, um, our thoughts, our thoughts and the thinking that we're not worth anything. Mm. You know, we can think about our behaviors, our behaviors. We start doing things that we don't want to do. You know, um, uh, some people, they, 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 uh, this comes to mind because I'm dealing with a friend at the moment who's yeah. uh, an alcoholic. Doesn't want to drink, but man, it's the only thing you can go to, right? Yeah. You think about all these things that are just so overwhelming, and we think, oh man, this will never, 
this will never, uh, this will never fly. I can never win this. Mm. And the Bible tells us that Jesus has already won the battle. Mm. In fact, let's just read that. Romans 8.31, please come Yeah, on. for sure. But yeah, I want to make a point of this in our next segment. <clears throat> the battle's already won. That's what we need to understand. Amen. Mm. Okay, Romans 8.31, reading from the New International Version. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against mm. us? Amen. Oof, I love it. I love it. I love it too. We will, we will be going in more in, de- more in depth on this in our next section. Um, but just to inform you all about our, <clears throat> about our book offer for today, it is the great controversy, controversy illustrated paperback by Ellen G. White. This edition of the great controversy is illustrated with colorful pictures throughout and includes an appendix. Ellen G. White, um, Ellen G. White's classic, The Great Controversy, has been reprinted now with the, with abundant illustrations throughout. Read the story of the controversy between God and Satan that will soon end in victory for God and his people. Um, the code after the break, this song is Never Lost by Cain Worship. An essential. Never lost a battle No, you never 
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we are finishing our program today with David Leo on Abraham the Warrior. As promised before the break, we have our giveaway for today. We have six copies of The Great Controversy Illustrated. I have trouble saying that word, controversy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, why is it so hard to say? Controversy. The Great Controversy Illustrated, and it's a paperback, and this is written by Ellen G. White. It's a famous book. Um, based on her famous prophecies as well. And if you would like one for yourself, text in FATHER2, F-A-T-H-E-R and the number 2. Text that in to 0488-880-891. That is FATHER2, F-A-T-H-E-R and the number 2. Text that in to 0488-880-891 to claim your copy today. So, David, we've just been talking about, we just read a text in Romans um, mm-hmm. about if God is for us, who can <coughs> be against us? us? This is one of my favorite texts. Um, so how are we finishing up for today? Well, first I want to plug that uh, that book, Great Controversy, as well. Mm. Uh, I read that in my early 20s. I read bits and pieces of it when I was younger, but it didn't really appeal to me until <clears throat> it came to my understanding that there is somebody fighting for me. Mm. And... Uh, the Great Controversy is a, it's not so much a, uh, a history textbook, but it does in fact take us through a journey from the beginning of time right through to now, how Jesus has been fighting on our behalf to ensure that the Bible is still accessible to us and, um, that there have been deceptions along the way, things to try and pull us, pull us away from these things. Even up to this point, the great controversy is an affirmation. Mm. And, and, and I really believe that if you want to see what's been happening, if you want to see the blueprints of the battle plans mm. you know, between Christ and Satan, then I suggest you get this book and read this book. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But I wanted to think, um, I wanted to make this point that the battle is already won. Mm. Abraham got locked back and, uh, you know, read the rest of the story. It's actually really interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a quick, good. Yeah, yeah, let's go, okay. let's go. There's an interesting character that's introduced. It's called Melchizedek. And Melchizedek, um, when, when, uh, Abraham returns, uh, this king come and greets him to give him gifts. And the Bible says that he's a high priest and also a king. So there's a king and a priest at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, whoa. I don't know of one other person that's a king and a priest. You know, like, oh, oh. okay. And he's the king of Salem. Right? So. A lot of scholars and, you know, like common sense would think, oh, Jerusalem, mm. you know? Jeru meaning city of, oh. and Salem meaning peace, mm. right? And so um, he comes back and he meets this king and, he, and Abraham gives a tenth of all the things that he has, like gives a tithing. Mm. And the king of Sodom comes to Abraham and says, hey, um, Abraham, uh, you can keep all the possessions. We don't, we don't want them back, but can we have the people? Mm. And Abraham says, you can have the people and your possessions, lest you claim that I became successful through your possessions. <laughs> so Abraham just wants, Abraham wants oh, to be known as a guy that is successful because of the God that he listened to, right? Yeah. That he obeyed and, and, and left his, um, his country of origin. Mm. But we're going to finish off with understanding that same way that Abraham's won the battle, Jesus has won the battle. Yes. He won the battle. Um, uh, and living the life that he lived while he was here, he fulfilled that that promise, that covenant. He died on the cross, fulfilled that covenant that he'll do that for us. Um, and so we can claim victory through 
the death of Jesus. Mm. Not only through the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus shows us that he's got victory over death. Mm. So he's conquered the ultimate, ultimate, um, defeat for any human being, which yeah. is death. Jesus has conquered that and all the tentacles of death that it has, you know, everything yeah. that death can scare us with, with, uh, depression and, and sadness and, uh, being poor mm. and being lack of, uh, self-worth, all, all those type of things, mm. you know, like not, not having a job, not having all those things that we doubt about ourselves. Jesus has conquered that yeah. and said that, no, through me, you're a, you're a new person. Yeah. You can be that. And I think of a story <laughs> of a Japanese warrior. His Ooh. name is Hiru Onoda. Not, okay. Have you heard of this guy? No. You maybe <laughs> maybe you've heard of the story. Maybe this, yeah. uh, this story. This guy. The, the war. Um, World War Two had finished in 1945. Okay. And uh, Onoda fled to the Philippines, and he was still fighting in the war. Mm. He he was an intelligence officer, and he stayed in the Philippines, and uh, he fought for another 25 years after the war was finished. He believed he was still in the. Oh. He, he believed the war was still going on. Yeah. Papers and leaflets have been dropped, you know, to oh. say that the war is over. But he believed that was just false propaganda yeah. trying to draw him out. And, you know, all the other Japanese warriors, uh, Japanese soldiers, you know, so they can, they can get beaten in this, yeah. um, in this war. So eventually in 1970, um, uh, a high ranking officer went out to the Philippines and saw him personally mm. and told him another, this war finished yeah. 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And I've come with the authority of the emperor that, to let you know that you've been relieved yeah. of your duties. So it wasn't until then yeah. that this soldier came to the realization, oh, okay, I believe it now. Mm. Right. I believe this now. Now, I <laughs> think to myself, <laughs> don't, don't leave it. Don't leave it till when Jesus returns that you go, you know what? I believe it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want you to understand. The Bible has made it very clear that this battle that we have, that we're all involved in, this, these yeah. struggles that we're all in, uh, this is, this has been won by mm. Jesus. You know, there's, there's nothing else to, nothing else to, uh, to add to this. Yeah. You know, if we want to, if we want to call this the valley, uh, the battle of the valley of Siddim, mm. then yes, that happened. And Jesus not only got all his people, got all the positions, everything that, that uh, Satan has tried to take away, Jesus has claimed that back. Mm. You know, so it, like, everything that we read about, everything you've heard about on Faith of Fame, everything you, you've read in the Bible yourself, if you're to claim this book and read the great controversy, you're going to come to the understanding and realize, wow, if I, if I follow Jesus, I'm following the victorious one. I'm following mm. the one that if anybody wants to mess with me and I'm mm. the child of God, whoa, that means that he's not going to sit back and go, oh, what a shame. Yeah. You know, I've lost another child. No, no. this is, this, <laughs> that's not the way Jesus operates. No. Just the way when Jesus, when somebody comes for Jesus' children. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is going to respond. Mm, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I love how Abraham does that. Like he doesn't just want, um, you know, he's happy to give up everything he's just achieved from this, this guy. Right. But, um, right. At the, but at the same time, he's just like, I want you to know me. Though. Yeah. You remember this space. Yeah, that's right. And, um, I just can't help but imagine what, what that would be like if, if say, um, 
if Jesus did that. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember this. Remember face. this face. Yeah. yeah. Like um yeah. I, just, <laughs> I love that. I love that thought. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he can he can he yeah. can stare Satan right in the face and yeah. say, No. No. Don't don't do not touch my children. Do not touch. I my want you to remember. Children. You remember. ever you do this again? Yeah. This is who you're dealing with. Yeah. This is who you're dealing with. Well, <laughs> absolutely. This and it's not even a brag, you know. No. It's just a matter of fact. Matter of fact. No, absolutely. We still have a few minutes left. Um. So, what are we talking about next week on Father Abraham? Did you want to give us a bit of a yeah? Promo? Yep. And we're going to talk about um, uh, Abraham and hospitality. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Abraham and hospitality. This is huge. Mm. I, I, um, I want to touch on this. Like, uh, I want to talk about the, the, the Hagar and Ishmael situation. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll okay. touch on that. But when we look at Abraham and hospitality, um, this is something, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it next, next week. But, mm. um, in Romans 12 or 13, Paul actually gives an instruction to Christians, all Christians. He says, practice hospitality. Mm. And when we see Abra- what Abraham does next week, we'll see, man, wow, this is probably something that uh, all of us that understand as a you know, him being a warrior and also being somebody that's got the covenant, mm. this is probably something we need to practice as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hospitality yeah. is a big one. Yeah. And um, join us tomorrow as well mm. for David, Leo, and myself. Um, we're going to be coming back tomorrow on your series, Bible Heroes. I believe it's about Rahab. Yeah, interesting yeah. one. Yeah, interesting yeah. one. So um, did you want to give us a little promo on that as well, or yeah. is it a secret? No, no. It's a, <laughs> no it's a secret. I just find it a strange thing that uh, one of the heroes in the Bible, and also she becomes a um, becomes a an ancestor of Jesus Absolutely. in the lineage of Jesus. Mm. But her calling, uh, our introduction to Rahab is the Bible says that she's a prostitute mm. and she chooses to help God's people yeah. because she's hearing stories about God. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Interesting. I'm excited for that one because I do love um, the story of Rahab. Well, thank you um, for your um, program this morning. I definitely enjoyed it. I love talking about warriors. <laughs> um, be sure to text in for the book offer today, Father2, F-A-T-E-R, and the number two. Text us in on 488 to claim your offer today. This next song is My Father's World by Jaden Lavick. Thank you, David, for today. Yeah, we'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. This is my father's world To my listening ears All nature sings And round me rings The music of the spheres This is my father's world I rest me in the thought Of rocks, of trees, of skies and seas His hand the wonders wrought This is my father's world Oh, and let me never forget that
so strong. God is the ruler, yeah. This is my father's work. Oh, the battle is not done. It's Jesus who died will be satisfied. Jesus, you die, be satisfied.